Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Take for Take podcast, spooky edition, Friday the 13th. As always, Trent Gage. Fellas, how we doing? Time of year. That's what I tell you, boys. Best time of year. That's a a hard disagreement from me, but... Where are you guys going to be for Halloween? Sicker than the dog, dude, because these allergies are kicking my ass. (laughs) We, uh, That's the worst time, worst part about this time of the year is the weather change. I don't know about you guys, but here in St. Louis, it's been like 40 degrees at night and then like 85 during the day. Hasn't been that warm up here, but it's definitely been warmer during the day than at night. But I'm not a big Halloween guy, Trent, to be honest with you. So I kind of just wait till the last second and then figure it out. That's a shame. We should, we should, uh, we should link up and uh, maybe I'll go as you. Go go the the Sid buzz cut. Go Sid from uh, what what the fuck is he from? You can do it. Toy Come Story. On. Ah. Toy Story. Toy Story. Sending yeah. the insult, and you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I just know I just know you look like Sid. I didn't know. I wasn't sure where he uh, originated from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, even like, I don't right. like Toy Story. I don't know about y'all. That's but. insane. That is just an insane take, but. Nice little fun episode for you guys today. Um, college NFL previews, as always, as we do on Fridays. Um, we have our first trivia segment. Trent, Trent will be hosting that. We'll do that at the end of the show. And then Trent is going to leave us with his take of the week. But uh, before we do that, let's jump into the slate, man. Really, really, not not spooky uh, slate. It's a really good slate, actually. Um, in the college world, Saturday afternoon, let's start with the big one. Best game of the year so far. 3.30 p.m. in Washington, Oregon, coming to town. The Huskies laying two and a half at home. Trent, your initial thoughts, reactions to this game. My initial thoughts and reactions are, this is our, uh, these are our Heisman picks. This is true. Head-to-head here. Yeah. So you, you had um, Bo Nix before the... No, you had Bo Nix. I had Penix. Um, I had Penix fifteen to one, and you were on opposite. Yeah, I had Penix fifteen to one before the season started. I can't remember what uh, Bo Nix started out as, but um, I think he was. Uh, I think I think they were around the same number. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Penix now the uh, uh, the slight favorite, two to one, and Bo Nix six to one, sitting currently in third place. But I mean, I think this game's going to go a long way to determining that. Um, and I think you you have slight edge, obviously, uh, this game being at home in Washington. But uh, I'm looking forward to this game. This is, you know, outside of Alabama, Texas, and Ohio State, Notre Dame. I think this might be um, the best game of the year so far. So, three thirty. Um, I'm going to sit back and watch this game. I don't have any action on it. Um, you know, obviously, I'll be pulling for Oregon just to back up my priors, but. You know, you're looking at it right now, Washington, three at home. That total's kind of high at 67, given the fact that I do think these teams have some talent on defense. Um, so I, I could see this game being a little bit lower of a scoring game. But, um, yeah, man, I'm pumped for this one. Gage, you got anything here? Yeah, I mean, this is a – I would consider this the, the matchup of the week as well, Trent. I was too – powerhouse offenses going at each other but i think where the the weak the weak link in this matchup is um 
is going to be Washington's run defense against Oregon's offense. Um, I know we know Bucky. What's his first name? Bucky Irving. Yes. Um, absolute dog in the backfield. Um, and Oregon sits at first in EPA per rush um, and a really good success rate run the ball. And I think that's what leads to a lot of success with Bo Nick. So it'll be fun to watch these powerhouse, powerhouse offenses go at it. I think an over is uh, the initial lean of mine right now. Um, I think the size going to be too difficult. Maybe see how the game goes. Maybe a live pick um, while the game's going on. But Bo Nix, um struggles a little bit on the road. Um, interception our touchdown interception ratio goes from 26 to 2 at home to 18 to 6 um, on the road while he's been at Oregon. So it'll be, it'll be probably his toughest matchup of his, at least of this year. I don't know if his, his career, because he's played some tough games. But over 67 will be a lean for me. I know it seems like a lot of points, but when you're looking at two top five offenses in the country, it's, it's going to be too bad. Yeah. Um, Oregon really only been tested once on the road, and that was um... – Early in the season at Texas Tech, they were up one and then had that pick six with a few seconds left to win by eight. But um, this is an, an official play of mine. Um, I am I am backing the Huskies. I am taking Washington minus two and a half at home here. Um, I mean, you guys, every I can harp on everything you guys just talked about. I mean, top two or top two of the three offenses in the country up there with USC. Um, they're uh, Oregon is second in scoring. Washington's third. I mean, I just I, I like the home team here. Obviously, I may be a little bit biased with Penix, but he's statistically the best quarterback in the nation this year. And those wide receivers for Washington, man. I mean, Roma Duze, Jalen. Um, I'm blanking on his last name, but they have three or four receivers that are that are averaging or that have over 300 yards. Um, Roma Duze, Jalen Polk, and uh, Jalen McMillan. I mean, combined for 11 touchdowns and over 1,200 yards, so it's or 1,300 yards. And I'm back in Penix here. Penix is the best quarterback in the nation right now. He is my Heisman favorite. But um, I like I like the Huskies at home, man. If this was at Oregon, I'd probably be on the other side. But I just it, I'm not betting against Washington here. And yeah, give me two and a half at home. Well, last year Austin Washington went into Oregon and beat beat Oregon last year um, yeah. so maybe a little over for for the Ducks coming up this year but yeah be, I'm really intrigued when this matchup I don't have enough insight on it yet but. yeah Oregon hasn't really played anybody either I mean their toughest game on paper I guess you could say is either Texas Tech or Colorado and we know what they did to Colorado yeah and, 100, 104th ranks of schedule who's Washington played though and by, they played a damn soul like Michigan State. Yeah, they beat Michigan State out of Michigan State. They went to Boise, beat Boise. They, they just beat an Arizona team that is better than people think. They beat Cal. Yeah, yeah Arizona. All right, slow down. But Arizona does have a nice nice uh, freshman quarterback um, over there. But, I mean, I think that schedules are at least comparable. I mean, there's one on the road at, at Texas Tech. They did play Colorado, like you mentioned. So, um, I think this is the first real test for, for each squad here. And correct me if I'm wrong, but not only did we have these two as Heisman candidates, we had I, – I know I had Oregon winning the Pac-12 and making the playoff, but I think yep. you had Washington the same. Yeah, so, I had Yeah, I had Washington. 
Yeah, there's a lot of uh, futures. Let's, future let's play. Put another little, let's put another little wager on it. This is like the Super Bowl for you guys. It, it really is, honestly. Um, all right, we'll, we'll think we'll think of something, Trent. But yeah, I agree. We should put something on this. I just I like the home, I like the home team here. I'm 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 back in the Huskies. I'm not I'm not fading Michael Penix in that offense. Uh, before we move on to a couple games, we don't have much uh, college ball to talk about. The slate is really good, but um, we want to get through this as quickly as we can. Um, Ohio State travels to Indiana to take on Purdue, and uh, Hudson Card transferred from Texas. I believe they're laying 20, 20 something. I believe. Am I correct? Nineteen. Down the night. Down the nineteen now. Twelve o'clock noon. Um, obviously struggled early with Maryland. Ended up pulling away in the fourth quarter last week. I don't see Ohio State really struggling at all here. I think this is a good bounce back spot. I'm not going to take them with the nineteen and a half because I don't bet Ohio State. But um, the over here is kind of looking like a really nice play. Fifty and a half. Ohio State team total is thirty four and a half. I think they can get that pretty easily here. I think what you have to worry about with that, Austin, is uh, you're, they're expecting rain and winds um, really all across the country in the Midwest. I did see that, weekend. actually. So that's going to affect a lot of college ball, affect NFL. Um, so I hope you guys are, are well-versed with the weather reports for this weekend. Everybody that's out there that's, that's uh, gambling, you'll look there. But... Um, yeah, that, that that's a that's a stay away from me, especially with the fact that Ohio State can't run the ball. I think, I think in ideal situ conditions, um, this would be a get right game for Ohio State. It'd be a look ahead game, but you know the last time they played, they had a team. Um, the last time they had a situation where they had a look ahead game was the Western Kentucky game before Notre Dame, and they played their best ball of the season. So, um, I expect I I would expect them to do the same. But those conditions uh, do throw kind of a wrench in there. So off this one, um, you know, I, I don't see any upset potential here. I was kind of high on Hudson Card and Purdue before the year, but they, uh, they've they been nothing but disappointing. So, um, I'm going to watch this game. I'll be, I'll be at, and I was talking to you, Austin, about about this before the uh, before we started recording, but I'll be at Corgi Palooza watching this game. So um, <laughs> me, and, me and my guy Ollie will be uh, – you, you you best believe he'll have his uh his state bandaid on. Yeah, I got a bachelor party and we will be in the sports book all day starting around noon, so it's gonna be a a hell of a day Saturday. Is Henderson playing? Do we know? I'm pretty sure because I think he is. Um Trent, do you have anything else on that? Oh, I just read an article about it. I know Ryan Day that he was asked about it. I think immediately after the the game last week, and he said he's excited to get him back next week. So, um, I think he's going to play. Yeah, the only thing to be concerned about if you're a Purdue fan here is last time Ohio State marched into uh, Rose Aid Stadium five years ago, we know what happened. Um, so, I think a lot of emotions will be running high. I know a lot of these guys on this team weren't even on that team when Ohio State got blown out as a number two seed against this Purdue Boilermakers team, which was, they had Rondell Moore and Aiden O'Connell and the boys. So I'm not really too concerned about Purdue in this spot. I think Ohio State dominates the ground the ground game, and it opens up a little bit when the time is needed, even if there is rain. Uh, I think Ohio State gets this done pretty easily. 
Yeah, let's move on to the second marquee matchup of the weekend. Um, Saturday night, we talked a little bit about it on Tuesday. USC going into South Bend, Notre Dame. Line opened up at pretty much a pick em. Currently sitting at 2.5 on FanDuel. Um, yeah, sitting 2.5. Obviously, we know how explosive USC's offense is. Defense is, is lackluster at best. Um, Notre Dame coming off a disappointing game. Sam Hartman's worst game of his Irish career. Um, I'm just going to come out and say this is going to be my second official play of the game. I am. This is more of a fade of USC. So I'm, I'm taking Notre Dame money line here. Um, got them right around minus 140. Um, prime thir- fourth? Yeah, fourth primetime game in a row for the Irish. Um, it, these these mat- they, Notre Dame honestly matches up well with USC. I mean, Notre Dame's strength on defense is passing or is their pass defense, top five in the nation. You, obviously, we know USC loves to throw the ball. And USD, their defense is horrible. I mean, they can't stop anybody on the ground. And with uh, Estime and Julian Love running around for the Irish and the weather expected to be bad, um, I expect Notre Dame to ground and pound this game, um, kind of drain the defense for USC, hold the ball, um, not let Caleb Williams get extended possessions or uh, multiple possessions. Um, I like I like Notre Dame in this spot, a good bounce-back spot, and um, giving the Trojans their first loss of the year. Yeah, I think this is a great a great spot for Notre Dame. Um, I know they've been not the most dependable team the past few weeks, but, I mean, you hit everything right on the head, Austin. I think the weather's going to be a huge factor in this game, and you're going to get a team that plays in Southern Cal, perfect weather all the time, coming to a, a rainy and damp and somewhat cold environment in South Bend where these, these fans are going to be rocking. It's another night game, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure, right? Fourth straight for Notre yeah, Dame? Yeah, fourth straight primetime game. Yeah, wild. Um, but I think Estime and, and Jordan Love, like you said, I think they really, really established themselves really early, and it's going to force Caleb Love to throw the ball. And I know he's more than capable enough to do that. But against top top five pass defense, it's going to be it's going to be difficult to play from behind against a stout Notre Dame defense. So give me this will be my first official play as well. Give me Notre Dame laying the field goal um, at home at night in the rain against a very fraudulent Trojans team. Yeah, I, I lean Notre Dame as well here, but I think we need to figure out, um, like, I think Austin, you should take the two and a half or three or whatever instead of the money line. Gage is taking two and a half for the plays, um, which is my opinion. No, because I already locked in money line, so I am rocking with USC, or I'm sorry, Notre Dame money line. I'm a whack. It's my play. Fucking like it or not, you're in last place, so. All right, well, I'm going to jump on that Ohio State money line this week as one of my plays. <laughs> Fuck you, go for it, dude. Lay the, lay the juice. <laughs> the juice doesn't matter in our contest. I just think we'll talk We'll talk off air. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss off air. Yeah, I mean, you but got yeah, I don't. I don't have go ahead. Go ahead, what? No, go ahead. I said I don't have anything else on this game. You guys, you guys kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, it is a good spot for Notre Dame. Nobody likes uh, what we've seen from USC in their defense, and um, you, you got to wonder how USC fares in that type of weather environment. Um, so I think a lot of a lot of trends are pointing to Notre Dame here. Fucking fraudulent, coming at me from from my a play. Give me a break. 
Well, how are you going to take Notre Dame money line and Gage is going to take he can take whatever minus the, three? He can take whatever he wants. We'll talk. I'm we'll, just salty. We'll talk. I'm, I'm salty because I had the, we both had the Texans last week, and you won your bet, and I lost it for the contest. Get them early so, lines, you know, dude. I I had no, still not over. I had no, Notre Dame was the first play I played, and when I texted you guys, what was it, Monday or Tuesday, and none, neither of you responded. I could have given to you their their money line at minus one thirty or whatever. So my next official play will be the Chiefs money line tonight. <laughs> you guys are fucking dicks. Well, Fuck you. I'm guys. just saying we should keep it. We should keep it even odds at minus one ten for the contest. Fair. Okay. What's, what's the lock? Yeah. UNC hosting Miami Saturday night. Um, obviously, we know what happened. Mario Cristobal not taking the knee last week. Um, Notre Dame, or I'm sorry, um, Miami is, are three point dogs on the road in Chapel Hill, North North Carolina five and zero. Drake May, everybody looking really really nice in that or so far this season. I have no play here. Um, I'm kind of leaning North Carolina, but Gage, I know you have an official play here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay. I might myself after this game if it ends in a field goal but I'll add North Carolina minus three and a half obviously we saw the blunder of the mistake last week and I think Cristobal I know in our little document Austin that we were talking earlier about what coaches are on hot seat and whatnot and I don't even think this should have been a, a situation where he's on the hot seat I think he should have been <clears throat> out of the job because that was one of the that was one of the biggest coach mistakes I've ever seen in my life and it wasn't like they're a bad team and it's like a meaningless loss or something. Like they were 4-0 ranked in the top 20. Um, I don't even think they're ranked now. Or they're 25th now. Okay, 25. So they won't be ranked this week. Um, I just think this is a, a really bad spot for Miami. I think they're going to be very high on emotions. I think a lot of these players are going to be, okay, like what the like what, what's our coach doing? Like does he even want us to win these kind of ball games? Um, so I think some of them might jump ship on this team quite early on in the season. Um, but I don't have too much on it yet. Uh, when we tweet, I'll explanation. But I just I just think North Carolina gets it done at home. Um, I, I do kind of lead Miami here. Um, I think North Carolina is going to be the trendy pick just because of, of you know, we, we talked about on last show, Austin just, just mentioned just how how much of a fuck up that was by Cristobal? But, uh, I agree. There's no excuse. And the fact that he's a a two time offender of that, at least for what we know of, um, that just can't happen at Division One college football. That's unacceptable. So, um, you know, I do think Miami could it could be a rallying cry for Miami. Still ranked, they still have um, you know a shot at the ACC title go a long way to, to helping this game or helping that goal come true so um, I do do think Van Dyke and the boys bounce back here and at least keep this within three um, and they might win it so I would lean Miami here not not an official play but um, you know I'm, I'm also still not sold on Carolina I know they looked great last week against Syracuse but this is a team that was uh, was battling to the end with Appalachian State. Uh, so I, I'm still not sold on this team. I know, I know they're getting Tez, uh, what, what's his name, the receiver? Oh, man, what is his name? It's Tez Walker. Walker, thank you. Tez Walker. Yeah, he's coming back this 
come back last week? I don't think he played much, but he, he came back last week. Yeah, he had like six catches for forty something yards last week. Um, yeah, I mean this this North Carolina. I mean this is their biggest test of the year so far, and probably will be their biz, biggest test up until mid uh, November when they play Clemson. But Emmy though, I mean this is their biggest test outside of yeah Mississippi State. No, I agree. I agree. Or Texas State. I'm sorry. So I have two more plays that I want to – we don't have to harp on them too long, but I do want to get them out now. I, the first one is Kansas minus three against Oklahoma. I will lay the field goal with the Jayhawks. I believe um, Bean is playing. I don't think Jalen Daniels is – or Jaden Daniels. No, Jalen, excuse me. Jaden Daniels is LSU. Um, I believe Daniels is out, but I do like Kansas minus three here. I think this line is a bit of an overreaction to what Oklahoma State did last Friday. To Kansas State, um, Oklahoma State's only averaging 21 points at home this year, up in the 120s. Kansas, I mean, 200 yards on the ground. That's uh, this uh, this line is way too low in my opinion. So give me the Jayhawks minus three. And then the last play I have right now is Troy minus five against Army. Um, this is kind of a, a iron fights iron kind of game. You know, Army. Is a ground obviously a ground and pound team. They do nothing but run the football, and Troy is top twenty in the country defending the run. I mean, only eighty four yards allowed per game. Army can't throw. Give me the Troy defense and Troy minus five against the Black Knights. See, that's a better pick than a straight up money line favorite. That's a that's better. You know what? Fuck it. Give me Notre Dame minus three. Fuck both of you. Thank you, bro. They're gonna win by more than a field goal. You guys are fucking pussies. Just like peer pressure. Peer pressure works, guys. Remember that, kids. Peer pressure works. Fucking bullies. Gage, you got any more uh, plays on this college slate so far, or at least right now? Not not officially, but I'm a lean of mine is KJ Jefferson on the road catching almost three touchdowns against against Bama. I know Bama's kind of back. Jalen Milrow's been playing playing a lot better than he was at the beginning. Um, I don't think this team is a three-touchdown point or three-touchdown favorite against another SEC opponent at all. Um, so Arkansas, that's just a link right now. Arkansas stinks, though, bro. They do, but I think KJ Jefferson's good enough to keep them in the game. Not even in the game. They can be winning or losing by three possessions. I just, I just don't I just don't see them covering that spread. But we'll, we'll tweet it out a little bit later. Um, but other than that, man, the, the, the slate we just touched on the, the key or the high key matchup, so not too much right now. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of like Tennessee at home, giving three to A and M here. Um, a and M's you know season's kind of over after that Alabama loss. They tends to play a lot better at home than they do at the road on the road the last couple of years under Josh Heupel. So. I would lean Tennessee there with the th- minus three. Um, I'm going to keep doing it until it fails, but I'm going to fade TCU. And uh, I saw that line earlier this week, but uh, yeah, no. So it's a 3:30 game. You um, headed into TCU. They're they're getting six. Um, I just don't think TCU should be giving you know close to a touchdown to any opponent football team in Division One. Um, you know they just haven't showed anything. This year, that they, they deserve to be given that much of a, of a 
expect. Uh, Chandler Morris is not good. The drop-off um, at quarterback for TCU this year is, is pretty drastic. So I'm going to keep rolling uh, and fading you there and jump on the Cougs plus six. The last game that kind of stands out to me is the uh, Iowa, Iowa at Wisconsin game. I was looking at this one, too. On yeah, isn't it like 30, 38 and a half, 37 and a half? 34. Holy shit. Five. <laughs> and the crazy thing is the total's 34 and um, Wisconsin's given nine and a half. Yeah. So I kind of like Iowa there in that spot. I mean, we don't expect a lot of points. Why, why am I laying nine and a half points when the total's at 34? I expect this game to be sloppy weather as well. Um, so... You know, I don't think there's a huge difference between these two teams. I mean, Iowa. I'm going to take the balls. Iowa may throw the ball. They may throw the ball eight times and be in the game the entire time. (laughs) But outside of that Purdue game, it's not like Wisconsin's really lighting the scoreboard up. No, I'm not high on Wisconsin at all. Yeah, we know how good Iowa's defense is. So uh, I definitely, definitely like the nine and a half there. But that actually dropped down. It did. I was just about to ask, was it ever above that number you're looking at right now? Yeah, it opened up at uh, 38 and a half. And that's when you take that's when you take the under. I'm pretty sure it's a systematic play. If the if the team's favored by double digits with the total less than 40, um, the under smacks like a 70% clip. But now that it's under that 10, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe these these teams come out with with fire and. and Maybe score three touchdowns each. You never know. Fire and Iowa don't belong in the same sentence. Three touchdowns each for each team? Does that seem too much? Absolutely, it does. I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I said the only, the only, the only way uh, Iowa and fire belong in the same sentence is if they're firing their uh, offensive coordinator. Yeah, which is the, the, the head coach's son. I forget yeah. his name. They, could, they need to average 25 points this year for him to keep his job. And he's oh, just, shit. 20. He's doing twenty seven. Yeah, they are not. He's doing. He's that. doing everything in his power to get fired. It's amazing. Bro, but, they scored. I've been betting on a lot of Iowa games for some reason, but like, um, I mean, you you get shut out thirty one to zero against Penn State. You only put up twenty points against Purdue. Like that's a team where you gotta you gotta pad your stats a little bit. Yeah. So. He has no hope here. I mean, they only have one loss, so that and their schedule is kind of easy after this game. So they could. This this, this game, is they could potentially this, run the slate, but this is the Big Ten West championship game. Essentially, the winner of this game probably is going to win out and get beat by right, three get beat by three touchdowns in the Big Ten championship. I do have one more lean before we move to the NFL, Austin. Um, Duke at home. Why in the world are they only laying a field goal to North Carolina State? Riley, know? Riley Leonard is out. Is he out? Okay, that makes more sense. As of right now, he's out. What did Duke do last weekend? Because I know we were talking about that game, weren't we, Austin? Was that was that this week we were talking about it? They didn't play Notre Dame last week, did they? Who did they play last week? Duke. They may have had a bye. Didn't they? they had a bye? North Carolina or Notre Dame was two weeks ago. That's right. They Notre Dame played right. Louisville. I remember talking about. I think I was talking about this. NC State game, and I was surprised at that that number being so low. But yeah, that that basically says that Riley Leonard's not playing because North Carolina State is 
you know, there's nothing to write home about. Right. Yeah, they, that total is really low, too, at 44, so. Yeah, MJ Morris and the boys, they could give uh, Duke some trouble on, on the road, but. Yeah, I have four plays right now. Washington minus two and a half at home versus Oregon. Kansas minus three against Oklahoma State. Troy minus five versus Army. And because you guys peer pressure me, I'm taking the current line. Notre Dame minus two and a half versus USC Saturday. And the NFL. This NFL slate, to be completely honest with you, is kind of disgusting. We're not going to talk any four o'clock slate or a four o'clock window. Um, Except for maybe uh, the Lions and the Bucks, but other than that, all these games are just absolutely disgusting. But let's start with the one o'clock window, the London game. Oh, really, really quick, Austin. Yes. Really quick, just uh, just for the audience. Yeah, obviously, this is going to be released on Friday. Right now, we're recording uh, Thursday evening. The Broncos Chiefs game is going to be starting in a couple hours. Here, everyone, give a score prediction right now. See if anyone can nail it. I'm taking Chiefs. 37-24. Wow, that's a lot of points. I think for a, a prime time game. I think a lot of points get scored tonight. I am going to go 28-24 KC with a cover from Russell Wilson and a let it cook Broncos. <laughs> I will go, yeah, I will go 3-1 to 19. What in Chiefs. God's name? How are you getting the 19? Uh, everyone that's listening right now just looked at their ESPN box score and saw it's 31-19. So that's how I'm getting it. I'd be sorry. They're score one touchdown and then four field goals. <laughs> so basically what you're saying, hammer. Is it Brett McManus? Is he still kicking over there? Brandon McManus? I, no yeah. shot he's still kicking, right? I don't think so. Stand by. I got it right here. Hold up. Hot take um, for that game. Will Lutz. Cortland Sutton. Touchdown. Cortland Sutton scored touchdown. Might be the biggest lock in the lock history of history. I'm on uh, Jerry Judy anytime touchdown. But, uh, let's, move on to this, let's move on to the Sunday window. Just talked about it. The Lund- the the under or the the under the lunder set at forty one and a half right now for Ravens Titans Ravens minus four. This is a ground and pound game, in my opinion. If I've ever seen one, I have no play here, but I would probably lean the Ravens laying four. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I don't know if it's an official play, but I'm gonna trust the system and I'm gonna take the lunder. Um, 2-0 this year. Um, I don't think it was great last year, but you know maybe it's like a, a leap year where we, we take a break. Um, but, I mean, 41.5 is a lot of points for a Ravens team that just put up 10. And, you know, the Titans at any inst- inst- any uh, moment, they could throw up a three-point three game. So, um, yeah, let me rock with the Lunder, man, system play. I was going to say, is this a new, a new systematic scheme that we're going with here, Trent? What did you say, Gage? I said, is this a new systematic scheme that we're going with? I don't know if we have any more uh, London. This might be the last London game. um, I think we have one more after this. Do we? I I think so. 
but um, I don't know if I agree with the little Ravens offense. Um, I think they scored 28 points last week if, if the wide receivers did their one job that they had. So I think I look, I look for a, a really big bounce-back spot for Baltimore. I also look for a Lamar Jackson master class. Either, I think he's going to do it on his feet, uh, on the ground, to be honest. Maybe he loses a little faith in his receivers, or this week he really um, hones in with, with them catching the fucking ball like they're supposed to. So I like, I like Baltimore minus the four. I also like the over. I think it's going to be uh, a Baltimore jump out front, Tannehill try to use his arms try to use his arms with with D hop down the field but I don't I don't I don't dislike the lunder because just because it's smacked twice this year already but if I had to take a side I'd, I'd be on Baltimore minus four maybe maybe you go with the uh lunder of the Titans team total because I don't I don't really see them moving the ball well yeah Ravens yeah um, Titans team totals currently sitting at 18 and a half pretty much even money or minus 110 for the under I kind of like that actually a lot. That might be an official play of mine. But again, we know how I am on team totals. So <laughs> go ahead and lock in Titans alternate team total over like twenty eight and a half. <laughs> uh, the first take for take matchup of the year: San Fran going into Cleveland. This line we talked about it earlier this week. It was weird. It was sitting at five, uh, currently at eight and a half. San Fran minus eight and a half versus the Browns. Over under set at thirty seven and a half. Um, Trent, I believe you said Deshaun Watson is not playing, which is why this line movement kind of spiked. Um, each of you get a few minutes to uh, to give your case to the people. Uh, yeah, I mean this line this line opened at at three and a half, I think, um, and then was immediately bet up to four and a half for the Niners game uh, against Dallas, and then. It kind of held at four and a half, five until the Deshaun news is kind of trickling out each week. And uh, didn't practice Thursday. It seems like they're going with PJ Walker, who they uh, just signed off um, practice squad. So, um, like you said, this game's up to, to eight and a half now. You get bad weather in this game too. I think that that's a factor in why Deshaun's not going to play. Uh, he doesn't really play well in in, in rain and, and bad weather. So I think the logic is one more week. You know, in all reality, the Browns probably aren't winning this game without Deshaun Watson. So why not rest him? The schedule gets easier throughout the rest of the season and um, roll that way. So I think that's the logic. I think the Browns' defense um, can keep them in the game, though. This is going to be the best defense the 49ers have faced all season. It's a uh, good spot, theoretically. Um, from a gambling perspective, Browns with the 49ers coming off that emotional high, I think you could see a um, a minor Purdy regression game here. Um, I could see him throwing a pick or two, but um, in the end, it's going to be a situation where the the Browns just aren't going to be able to move the ball with PJ Walker, and um, Niners will will pull away at the end. So. Um, I don't. I don't really have a side here. I mean, I expect if you got the Niners early, good for you. But uh, eight and a half. I don't. I don't know if you can play a side here. Yeah, and even just I think it was two weeks ago, man. We're the, the lines come out so early in, in these matchups, and it was at I think minus. It was less than a field goal uh, 
know, a couple of weeks ago. And the fact that it's almost up to double digits is uh, crazy. But when you look at the quarterback situation over there in Cleveland, it, it is rightfully so. But yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take a sigh only because this history doesn't really fare well with the Niners traveling across the country going to Cleveland. Um, Browns are seven and two at home against the Niners the last nine, and they won three straight in Cleveland. Um, a uh, little little nugget, Kyle Shanahan, he was Cleveland's offense coordinator in 2014, um, so maybe there's a little, I don't know, a little little more riding on the table for him coming back home and, and with the obviously the best team in the NFL. But you, you mentioned it, Trent, a big, huge emotional win last week against, which a lot of, I'm sure a lot of the country was considering the Cowboys Super Bowl contenders, top of the division, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, that, that, that talk got silenced pretty fast, but... This might be a wait as well because I feel like if Deshaun is going to play um, and they release that news a little later, this line will drop back down, um, hopefully under a touchdown, if not maybe right at a touchdown. So this is a no play for me right now. I think this is a, a bad spot for San Francisco, but it's not like they're going and playing a, a really good team. I mean, obviously Cleveland defense, we know what they can do and, I think the biggest intriguing matchup is going to be um, the defensive lines for both these teams and watching them try to attack the quarterback. That's going to be fun. But, yeah, I'm not going to bet against San Fran, obviously, but it's it's kind of a big number at this point in time. I wish I would have jumped on it earlier. But, of course, I live in a state where everything in the world, including murder, is legal, but sports gambling seems to be seems to be too much. <laughs> so I, I have a middleman that I go through, so it was a – kind of hard to play phone tag and get that line in early but we'll we'll wait and see if that drops back down to a touchdown and then i'll be all over it damn shout out shout out to missouri man shout out to missouri also missouri money line saturday versus uh, lsu hammer um mccaffrey oh, that you already lost that bud yeah that was, that was a few weeks ago buddy or uh missouri uh kentucky i'm sorry but lost the bet before he even placed it um <laughs> mccaffrey Gage, he uh, currently unavailable on touchdown odds. If I had to guess, his odds are going to be like minus three twenty to score. Obviously, oh, yeah. scores one more and he breaks the record for most tu- most consecutive games with a touchdown. Um, the entire fucking world is going to be on that. But yeah, George Kittle was on Pat McAfee's show after the after last game against the Cowboys, and he shouted out Christian and everything, and he was like, "All you sports betters out there, if you guys are." Betting him score touchdown every week, I would highly suggest that you continue to do that. So I think well, no I think shit. they make it a point, a big emphasis to get him at least one touchdown each game. <laughs> yeah. Washington going to Atlanta next one o'clock game. Uh, this line opened up at one, currently sitting at two and a half on FanDuel. Falcons laying the two and a half at home, minus one thirty six on the money line. Um, I have no play here. Um, I'd probably lean Washington if I'm being completely honest. Um, I am kind of liking uh, Ryan Robinson, anytime touchdown, currently sitting at plus money. But uh, I have nothing here. I would lean Washington to cover. Um, as we know, Desmond Ritter is currently undefeated at home. But I think this is a spot where Washington can come in and, and kind of sneak away with a win here. Yeah, these two teams are kind of coming in off of two completely opposite weeks last week. Obviously, we saw the the absolute disaster of um, uh, performance that Washington had against the Bears, giving up 40 points to a very, very uh, 
poor team. And then Atlanta coming off a of Desmond Ritter led win at home, um, which he played decent. But I'm just sick and tired of every time I see an Atlanta game. I feel like they're always playing at fucking home, and they're always given less than a field goal, no matter like yeah. what the circuit. That's why every week I look, and they're like, oh, they're at home playing a mediocre team, given one and a half or two points. So I'm, I'm tired of it. I wish they could go on the road and, and play a decent team and, and get embarrassed so that they can stop being favorites in these games. But I really do just think it's a it's a home thing because these teams on a neutral field are probably a pick But I don't know. Washington also has longer rest. Um, obviously playing last Thursday and I don't know I don't have any play on it that was just my one takeaway I, I can't stand Atlanta being very very small favorites every fucking week it's so annoying Trent you got anything to add brother nope okay cool next one o'clock game uh, Trent I know you got action in this one Carolina going to Miami Miami currently laying just under a field goal, or just under two touchdowns, excuse me. 13 and a half over under set at 45 and a half. You laying the 13 and a half here, Trent? I am laying the 13 and a half. Smart this is man. I usually, <laughs> I usually try to stay away from from numbers this, this big, but I think the Dolphins' offense is somehow undervalued still. Um, I mean, a. They threw a pick six against the Giants, uh, which was like 100 yards, didn't they? they yes. They the, had a couple bad turnovers. In the end they zone, yeah. They don't get yeah. stopped. Yeah, they don't punt the ball. They don't punt the football. So they're, they're going to score essentially every chance they get against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. So we, I don't see them putting up 70 points, but they could get, they could get maybe to 40, 45 points here. And, I mean, what have we seen from the Panthers – instills any confidence that they can keep this game close. The only only thing I'm scared of is the backdoor cover, kind of like with the Panthers. They didn't cover last week backdoor, but they, they put up like 14 points in the fourth quarter to make that game look a little bit more respectable. Um, I'm going to jump on the 13.5. You could probably get away with jumping on the Dolphins' first half. This game's over by midway through the second quarter. Um you know, I'm just going to trust the Dolphins against a bad defense. That offense is going to put up points. So, give me the Dolphins. I kind of like that first half play. Um, line's currently sitting at 7.5. Um, I kind of like that a lot, actually, Trent. I'm not going to lie to you. What's the I... Dolphins' first half total? Dolphins' first half total is 16.5. I mean, I'd be shocked if they don't hit that. I think everything in this matchup, and I know this is a big number, like we say, but I'm not. I think we've seen it with the big spread so far this year, and them all being covered. Um, not not something to shy away from. But Panthers are hurt, man. The Miles Sanders most likely not going to play, so Chuba Hubbard's going to get the bulk of the carries in the backfield. Not like they're going to need to run the ball because they're going to be down early and often, so it's going to force a winningless quarterback who has 25th ranked uh, QBR in the league to throw the ball. So good luck there. Um, Panthers also expect to be without their starting guard, suffered a neck injury last week, without their top edge rusher, Brian Burns, um, mispracticed Thursday with an ankle injury, and then they'll also be without Robert Woods, who has a hamstring strain um, last week. But So everything is, is kind of going against 
Carolina as it should, especially going to, going up against such a juggernaut in Miami. Um, I'm pretty sure A Chain is out. He so maybe is. look for a, maybe look for a big uh, Mostert game or uh, one of those other offensive weapons they have. But yeah, I think I think I might make this an official play right now, especially since it's under two touchdowns. Um, Miami minus thirteen and a half. Trent, I will hop on if that's what you're going with, and if you're going with the first spread, then good luck there too, brother. Thanks, Dalton. You know what? Squad ride. I like it. I'm taking Miami 13 and a half also. I just, I agree with everything you guys said. I don't see how they don't win this game by 20 plus. On paper, it's a big number, but you think about it, like, realistically, they score their first drive, they get yeah, a stop. Right. They score a touchdown, they're already covering. Like, it's 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 a big number on paper, but in reality, I really think it's, it's probably not even enough. And I said that against, I said that with, um, San Fran against Arizona, and that number wasn't enough either. So, I think they absolutely roll here. They might cover the over by themselves. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, my Saints going to Houston. I feel like the Saints have more. I think they. I I I don't know this off the top of my head, but they have to be like the team with the most like lines less than a field goal. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. The point is, there's there they, there's so many matchups with the Saints where. They're either favored or dogs by less than a field goal. Um, well, because they're a very underwhelming team, and they're yeah. playing a lot of very underwhelming teams. Yeah, I guess you're right. They're going to Houston, laying one and a half right now, minus 122 or 124 on the money line. Um, I have no play here. Um, it's kind of a, a battle of interests, in my opinion, obviously, the Saints. But uh, C.J. Stroud, um, I hate fading him. So this might be a stay-off game for me. I know I said this last week with the Saints that I'd be off of them with the Patriots, but I didn't end up betting them. Getting them at plus money was just absolute theft. But um, right now, nothing. I would lean Saints one and a half here, but I just I can't do it right now. Yeah, I have no play yet either. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very intrigued to watch how Stroud goes up against... Um, the best defense he's seen. New Orleans. Yeah, it's... It's scary, and I hope he doesn't see Ghost halfway through the first quarter when he finally breaks this streak of passes without an interception. Um, so I'm looking for him to to very to take care of the ball. Maybe a lot of dinks, a lot of ducks, um, check downs, short crossing routes. Um, obviously, we know how he is with the long ball and how, how deadly that is, but I think this is a game where they try to shorten it. Um, I like the under 41.5, not an official play yet, but I think they – Try to ground and pound with with Damian Pierce. Um, try to limit the possessions that New Orleans has. Take care of the ball, kind of thing. One of those where you look up and they're driving their first drive of the game, and they're seven minutes off the clock already. So, very very intrigued to see um, CJ Stroud, arguably his biggest test of his career so far. Yeah, I echo a lot of the sentiments that you guys mentioned. Um, so um, this is going to be a, an interesting game to watch for sure. No action. Another Ohio State quarterback <clears throat> playing host to the Vikings, the Justin Jefferson-less Vikings. Um, just hit IR. The Vikings are laying three on the road. Um, not, I guess this, this line isn't really an overreaction. They are clearly a better team than the Bears. But Vikings minus three, minus 140 on the money line. I have no play here. If I had anything, I would look at TJ Hawkinson receiving. 
Um, he's one of uh, Kirk Cousins' favorite targets, even with Jefferson in the lineup. But him being out, um, his line at 54.5 I think is too low. I think he gets targeted at least 10 times in this game. I would look for him to go over, but right now I have nothing. And are the Bears back? They're back, but I think... Do not take that question that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think their offense might be back. And that is good for overs. It's good for team total overs. This would be a max whale play over for me, if not for the weather element. Um, you know, right now you're looking at in the 20s, possibly rain. I still might take the over 44. Um, I mean, these defenses are bad, and Bears offense, we joke about the Bears, but at worst, the Bears offense might be back. What it was last season and how they played uh, during the stretch last season where, where every over was hitting like like clockwork and with ease. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to risk it. I'm going to play as an official play. I'm going to play the over in this game. 44, I'm looking at. I don't That's hate too that. too low for these defenses. I don't hate I that. I mean, it's just too low. I mean, I think that's a smart play. I mean, yeah, I just weather does play a factor, but I don't think it plays that much of a factor. To be completely honest with you, but All right. I also think, like you said, Trent, it might be a a tough spot for Minnesota to come into Chicago though um, and try to put up points just in that environment, especially if it's going to be raining a little damp. But I mean, Chicago. They finally snapped that 14 uh, loss streak, and they're trying to win back-to-back games for the first time in over two years. Um, they haven't won back-to-back games since week 16 and 17 of the 2021 season. Um, and the fact that they lost nine straight at home, um, maybe last week we'll have these fans inspired and have these fans kind of bought back in. Um, maybe this is a after the first quarter of the season, this is the turnaround that they needed, and this is real life for those crazy fans at Soldier Field, so maybe maybe look for a big a big spot for Chicago here. I'm not I'm not playing it or anything, but like you said, the offense looked looked really good. Season high, 471 yards last week. Um, previous week before that, they had 451 yards against Denver. So, and they're going up against a really lackluster defense in Minnesota. So maybe maybe a little team total for the Bears, just because I don't trust Kirk Cousins going on the road without his his top weapon. But not an official play, just a little lean. Bengals Seahawks. I will be at this game Sunday afternoon. Bengals laying two and a half in Paycor Stadium. Geno Smith and the boys come into town. Over set at forty four and a half. I have no play right now. I will have I will have action on this game. Honestly, probably in favor of the Bengals. But um, I expect there to be a lot of points scored in this game. The over 44.5, it looks really juicy, really enticing. Um, Burrow looked good. Um, obviously, we know Jamar, what he did last week. But that defense is, is susceptible to big plays. They can't really tackle anybody. Um, I think Ken Walker has a day on the ground. It's a really exciting game. In all, in all honesty, I'm really excited to watch it. But right now, I have no action. Probably leaning Bengals. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Austin, um, that I would lean the over in this game. The question here is, um, you know, is what what is Seattle's defense? 
You know, is it the team that shut down the Giants and had 11 sacks? Is it the team that got, you know, shredded by Andy Dalton, um, you know, just a couple weeks prior? Um, I saw an interesting stat, and I don't have it pulled up in front of me right now, um, but the top five, <laughs> the top five teams in, um, in total sacks this year have all played the Giants. So... What does that say more about the Giants or the pass rush of, of those teams? So, obviously, like I said, Seattle just played the Giants. They looked great. You know, we're big fans of, of that secondary with Tariq Woolen and Devin Witherspoon, your, your boy, Austin. Rookie of the year. Phenomenal last month. At your rookie of the year future. Um, so, that's the that would be my only hesitation if Seattle's defense is for real. Um, I know they had some injuries in, in those games where they have a lot of points. So, um, but you know, a lot a lot better last week. Burrow's moving well. Oh, I expect this game to have more points than that total. So I would lean over here as well. Yeah, I would. I would watch out for a breakout game from Ken Walker, especially against the thirty-first ranked rush defense in the league in Cincinnati. Um, he's yet to he's yet to kind of have one of those games where he. He rushes the ball 20-plus times and goes for about 50 and a couple touchdowns. And I think this is a great spot um, for him to do that. So you guys kind of took the words right out of my mouth. I don't have much on this game other outside of what you guys said. Um, I kind of lean Cincinnati at first glance, but I, I, I just love this spot for Kenneth Walker. So maybe just a prop play for me. Currently plus money to score, plus 110. Something I probably will play, actually, now that I'm looking at it. <clears throat> But uh, you guys got anything on Colts-Jags? Last 1 o'clock game, I have nothing. I'm not really excited about this game. I mean, Gardner Minshew's starting for the Colts, but other yeah, than that. Revenge spot against his old team, right? Yeah, this is true. This is true. No, I have nothing from. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these teams already played. They played week one. They did. So they're, they're wrapping up their, uh, their two games in week six, which is kind of crazy. Um. Yeah, I don't have a play here. I mean, I think Gardner Minshew is. I think he's good. Respect Gardner Minshew, but Jags and Trevor Lawrence look like they're hitting their stride offensively. So we're gonna be salty when, when Monday night we're recording and we're talking about how Gardner Minshew led a, a touchdown drive with three minutes left for the Colts to win by four. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like put that past you at all. No, that's what I'm saying. It could actually happen. But, uh, yeah, like we said, no action on the 4 o'clock games. Um, really bad, honestly. Not really excited about those. But we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, um, jump into some trivia, and Trent's take it a week, and then we'll get out of here. Alrighty, we're back. Most of – a lot of people have been asking us to, uh, to bring back some trivia. So that's what we're going to do. Trent will be hosting this week. Um, it's going to be something we're moving forward we're going to do a lot more of. Um, not necessarily every episode, but we're going to do our best to do it every week. Uh, get some something in there, spice things up a little bit. But like I said, Trent will be hosting this week. Gage and I are going to be going head-to-head. We're going to kind of keep a tally moving forward as to it's going to be kind of a point system, right? So we're going to whoever wins each, uh, each episode is what we'll call it. Um, we'll be playing for something towards the end of the year. But Trent, the floor is yours, brother. Without further ado, take us away. Steve, Mr. Steve Harvey. 
right, boys. Uh, you know, our, our, anticip- our most anticipated and uh, asked about segment is back. It's uh, our take for take trivia here. So got two categories for you, fellas. Uh, one's going to be you're going to follow the career path of an NFL player. And the other is going to be uh, who am I? Three facts about this player. You'll have to guess who it is. Where do you guys want to start? Who am I? Yeah, let's do who am I. Are we just guessing? Yeah, so f- first one to say it wins, or are we both going to guess? Uh, first one to say it wins, these are. Um, I will say these are a little bit difficult. Um, some some more difficult than others. So I hope you guys are got your thinking, ha- thinking hats on because uh, I didn't want to give you guys layups. So Respect. we have to dig deep for these. All right, let's start here. Who am I? I led the NFL with 5,109 passing yards in 2019. I have 139 career passing touchdowns. I am a national champion. That's it, right? Just the three, the three facts. Three facts. If you guys want more hints, if you can't think of anything, I can, I can toss you some hints, but. Wait, I think I'm you, a national champion, led in 2021. Um, what was the last one? 2000. He led, he led it in 2019 in passing yards with over 5,000 yards. It's 139 career passing touchdowns. Oh. Is that Jameis Winston? Yeah. Jameis yes. Winston is I'm... correct. Gagers. Gagers one. Austin zero. I'm glad you didn't mention anything about his interceptions because I would have gave it away really fast. That would have been that would have been too easy. Let's go. I don't want to I don't want to, you know, burst your guys' bubble, but that might be the easiest one on here. Was so. that his thirty for thirty year, or thirty and thirty year? It was. He had, he had over he had five thousand one hundred nine passing yards, thirty over thirty touchdowns, interceptions. That's crazy. What a what a what a roller coaster. What a goat. That's my backup. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Let's go uh, jump to a career path, should we? Let's do it. All right. Started my career with the Vikings from 2014 to 2017. The Saints from 2018 to 2019. The Panthers in 2020. The Broncos in 2021. The Dolphins in 2022. And the Lions, currently on the Lions. Offense or defense? Offensive player. Vikings, Saints, Panthers, Broncos, Dolphins, Lions. Currently on the Lions. Mike Gusecki. What the fuck? No. No. Vikings, Saints. Position. I got nothing right now. He's a quarterback. Who the Same, f- one more. Who the fuck is the Lions, Lions backup quarterback? Vikings, Saints, Panthers, Broncos, Dolphins, Lions. First round pick. He was drafted drafted by the Vikings. Brian Foyer. 
incorrect. Oh, it's um, uh, Teddy Tripod, uh, Bridgewater. Teddy, Teddy Tripod. That's... You get it, you get it. You know, you know. I forgot, he, I forgot he, he had a quick stint with the Saints. That's right. He started a couple games and Breeze went down. Yeah. And he went undefeated. All right. Let's jump back to who am I? I was fifth in the NFL, 1,269 rushing yards in 2022. Changed teams this offseason. To college in the Big Ten. How many? Wait, wait. How many yards did he have last year? He was fifth in the NFL with one thousand two hundred sixty-nine rushing yards. Big Ten switched teams this off-season. Is it? Uh, no. DeAndre Swift went to Georgia. What division? In the ballpark. What division is he currently playing in? He plays in the NFC South. Oh, uh, no. Wait, was wasn't Jamal Williams? Was it? Was it Alvin Kamara? <laughs> he switched teams, bro. <laughs> he went to Bama. To Tennessee. Yeah, but graduate or finished at Tennessee. NFC South switched. Te- he's in the a- NFC South now. Saints. He got a he got a bag in the off season. Dude, why am I blanking on who's in the NFC South? Saints, Bucks. Pa- oh, Miles Sanders. Yep, Miles Sanders. Uh, Penn State. Penn State. State running back. We should do a trivia where it's just me guessing college where players attended college because you'd be a goat. My superpower. Yeah, you'd be a goat. Yeah. Um, all right, up two to one for those keeping track at home. All right, uh, here comes a career path. All right, the Dolphins from 2016 to 2019, the Cardinals in 2020, the Raiders in 2021, the Ravens in 2022 and currently still on the Ravens. What was the first team? The Dolphins for, from 2016 to 2019. Offensive player. The Dolphins. Was it Latavius Murray? Incorrect. No, he played with the Saints. Attended Alabama University. I have no idea. <laughs> My last name, his last name, is one of the most famous people in the world. The fuck? The offensive player? Offensive player. I got nothing. Running back. Currently with who? More. Gus Edwards? Nope. Justice Hill? Okay. Oh, Hill. Nope. Run, I, I have, fuck my other four string. <laughs> I have no idea. Who is it? 
Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. He's still in the league? Still in the league. Still still, still on the Ravens roster. Jesus, I had no idea. All right, let's do another career path here. Two more, right? This one and then one more? Two more career paths and one more. Who am I? But we don't have to do all the career paths. These might be a little difficult yeah, for you. Yeah, one and one. All right. Um, trying to see the easier one here. All right. The Bills from 2017 to 2019. Raiders in 2020 and 2021. The Jaguars in 2022 and currently on the Jags. Offensive player. Offensive player, what position? Bills, Raiders, Jags. Wide receiver. Zay, uh, Zay Jones? Zay Jones is correct. Ah, oh, I was just about to say that. My mic cut out. <laughs> that's, a dub, right. that's a dub for me then, right? We got one more one more question. It's a dub. Unless, unless Gage gets this one right, and then we'll do the last one. Fair enough. All right. Who am I? I led the NFL in receiving touchdowns with 15 in 2018 I was born in Florida but went to college in the Midwest first letter of my first name and the first letter of my last name are next to each other in the alphabet Antonio Brown Boom. A B that wow correct. what a guess that is, that's impressive, Gabe. It is impressive. I would have no clue if you didn't give that last hit. I was clueless. Yeah, yeah Austin, Austin did not like that last hit, but he drilled it. All right, fine. We'll, All right, do, so we'll do this last one see if you can tie it up, Gage. All right. All right. I'll be surprised if you guys get this one. Nice. Um. All right. Follow the career path. Cowboys from 2007 to 2009. Jets from 2010 to 2016. Buccaneers in 2017. Patriots in 2019 to 2022. Currently on the Tennessee Titans. Position. Kicker. <laughs> Nick Folk. Nick Folk is correct. Dude, what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> Age with comeback, the three one. Austin blew a three one lead. I did. Let's go. Let's just... You got one more queued up. I d I don't have one more queued up, but um, off the top of your head, really quick, question. real quick, off the top of your head, pick. Think of a guy that went to a college. Say his name. All right, all right. Say his name real quick. Come on. Where did Nikhil Harry go to college? Arizona State. Correct. I'm a fucking goat. All right. That's a dub for me. Mark one in the scoreboard. Trent, give us our... Uh, huh? You're lucky I can on camera. You guys are probably holding up the answers. <laughs> Trent, give us a take of the week, brother, before we say goodbye to the people. 
All right, fellas. So this this is uh, this isn't more so a take, more so a question for you guys. You know, I know I know you guys grew up with dogs and currently have dogs. So um, I'm kind of new to the dog dad world, and uh, recently bought a house. So my question for you guys is: obviously, trash day is Sundays. Um, and, you know, a lot of times Monday mornings or Monday throughout the day, there's a lot of trash cans of, of um, neighbors that are still out there that they haven't brought in yet. When I'm walking my dog, is it acceptable to throw poop bags in other people's trash cans? If, it's, if it is, then only acceptable and they haven't taken the trash yet, or can I do it? after the trash is taken and they have an empty trash can they just haven't brought it back in i think if you do that you should deserve to go to hell <laughs> put it put the trash put the shit in the can that is full but if i'm a homeowner and i'm going to get my trash can on sunday monday morning i'm already pissed i gotta walk down my driveway and the next thing i know i something is just tickling my nose and i open up the trash can and it's your little chihuahua's liquid Percy squirt shit in the bottom of my can. I'm not gonna be a happy camper. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucked up. Don't I? I would say right. put it in a put it in the full can. If it's not full, you hold on to that and throw it away at home. That's that's where I kind of fell on the on the on that debate because I always think about that when I'm walking Ollie on on Sundays or Mondays. And, um, so far, I've I've only done it. The trash is full and it's taken out. So don't that, don't lie. You you put it into an empty one and someone came out no, and gave out a oh yeah. what the fuck? No, 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 no. I, I haven't done it. I've thought about it. I've thought about it. The thing about whoops. Go ahead, awesome. Take <laughs> No, that that's a good question though. But uh that's the end of the episode, guys. Follow us on Twitter, take four take underscore. Um, we'll get the, the picks tweeted out Saturday morning, as usual, unless um, we got action Friday night. But as of now, we don't. Let us know what you think. Let us know who's going to win. Let us know about the matchups on Sunday. And um, without further ado, we'll see you boys next week.